Here we go. I hope you are ready to be double teamed. We're coming down to the final couple games, final game of the regular season for a lot of teams. Um, Nick Wiggins, Stephen Root here with you. Nick, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Just getting excited for the playoffs. Excited to see who all makes it and who's left on the outside. It's it's getting fun, man. Yeah, it's it's taking shape for sure. Last night, Dallas loses. I mean, they're one of the most disappointing teams in the league. We'll talk about that a little bit. Kevin Durant makes his return. LeBron, um, both guys are going to come back. And hopefully, I think Le- with KD, that is, fitting back in is going to be no issue. I've thought that all along, and that appeared to be the case last night. We'll see with LeBron. They've got some rotation things to figure out with Austin Reeves. Um, but let's uh, let's start with the dis- disappointing. How about the Mavs? Blowing that game, um, really, had, I don't know about blowing it. They just kind of came up short. They were leading that game m- most of the time. And then coming down to the end, they just – they didn't have it. How much – playing the Sixers, that is, if you didn't know that. Um, how much of a disappointment are the Dallas Mavericks? Um, I don't know, actually, because – I didn't have high hopes for them going into the season. I know a lot of people, I think like a lot of people had them projected as like a fourth or fifth seed in the West. I didn't see it. I think every, I mean, look, Luke's, Luca is great, but the guy doesn't play defense. And if you don't have anyone around him, I don't know how you're expecting success. So then they make the trade for Kyrie. That I did like. I mean, is that the most perfect star pairing if you had to get a star for Luka? Probably not. But if you're going to make a move and not have to do a lot and give away a lot, not that they even have anything to give away, and you can bring Kyrie in, I thought it was a good move. They bring him in, and yeah, it just isn't working. Right now, they're sitting at the 11 seed. They're two games out. They they are a huge disappointment because of how great Luca is. You know, Luca's 24. They just were in the conference finals last year. You roll the dice on the Jalen Brunson thing. You didn't think he was worth it. He goes to New York and becomes a star. Now, well, let me ask you that. At, yeah. If they, if they were still at point guard led by Jalen Brunson and did not make the Kyrie move, do you think that continuity is there? Do you think they're better than they are now? They're definitely better than they are now because then you have Brunson, Dinwiddie, and Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith, the best defender. Yeah, I mean, those were great pieces. I mean, the the Mavericks, they cannot – Christian Wood. Them bringing in Christian Wood got me a little excited just because I liked him a lot, but he's kind of gone away. I mean, he's he is not much for them. 12 minutes last night, man. Yeah. Yeah, and and we're relying on Tim Hardaway, who can get hot and score with the best of them. But if that's the guy you have as your, like, I don't know, second, third best player going from night to night, it ain't going to happen for you. It's not consistent enough. Um, the the role players they have are average at best. When you look around at teams that are competing, they have role players that play their role um, at a higher level than, than Dallas's do. Um, and the Kyrie thing, it just never worked. I mean, there wasn't a lot enough time for them to really figure out how to play together. It- like, I feel like that combo could work on a roster that isn't total crap. 
Yeah, like I mean, you had Kyrie, Luca, and then you had some good defenders, a good wing, and a good big around them. Just average, like that is going to be probably a four or five seed. Um, yeah, but it's you know, just the fact that it's just Kyrie and Luca and nothing else at all. When names were getting floated around DeAndre Ayton to Dallas, that would have made sense to me. That would have made a ton of sense to me if you were able to pull that off. But no, the only thing you really do is is lose key role players and bring in a guy that needs to have his hands on the ball. Um, Kyrie will every night show you why he is so great. Um, there's no doubt and no question of Kyrie's greatness. Um, you know, I'm just not a fan of Luca, the 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 person, I guess. His antics on the court, I'm over it. Um, but I mean, the talent you can't argue with it. It's it's there and it's it's crazy. Um, but if Dallas doesn't do anything, he'll he'll be out of town. I mean, if they don't support him better, I think he'll be on his way. But Dallas, and, and I don't Dallas, know. They're kind of in a in a tricky spot because they don't have anything to potentially make a move. I don't even know like how this happened. I couldn't even give you the name of the Dallas GM. Maybe it's pretty much just Mark Cuban's puppet or whatever, but. <laughs> They have no picks to trade away from the Porzingis trade. Um, so they can't like make a move to get anyone. They gave up a pick to bring in Kyrie. Kyrie can leave in potentially a week if they don't make the playoffs, right? And would wouldn't you expect him to it being Kyrie Irving? Wouldn't you already expect him to leave? And whether that's to go play with LeBron, it's just Kyrie at this point, you kind of have to expect him to leave every offseason, no matter where. Well, I don't know. I think Dallas, if they play their cards right, I don't know if anyone's really going to offer Kyrie, Kyrie what what Kyrie thinks he deserves or wants. Yeah, and I think maybe Dallas could be like, you know what, Kyrie, look, we'll give you this deal, and sign you, and then we'll just try and build a better roster around y'all with the little bit of money we have left. That's what I would do if I was Dallas. Just completely overhaul the roster and just know, all right, we got two guys who can get us 30 efficiently. Now let's figure out everything else. They're not going to play no defense. Let's get the best defenders, the best 3 and D guys available and bring them out here. If not, then you got to sign Kyrie and you got to trade him and get something back because you can't just have given away that pick, Dinwiddie, your best defender in DFS, and then just to get Kyrie for three months. That would be a complete and utter failure. The Dallas just is not as great as Luka is. They have not set him up for success at all. No. Well, well I can, we can uh, get the disappointment out of the way, the negativity out of the way, that being Dallas. He's a pretty big deal. Look, who, 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 who is before we get off this? Okay. This is like pretty pretty substantial, right? This is a guy who's averaging like 35 8 and 8 almost. He's one of the top 4 players in the NBA. Every year he's the favorite to win be an MVP. And now here we are coming off his conference finals. We're thinking it's only going to get better. He's got an all-star teammate. And they're not even making the play in, man. Like forget playoffs. They're not even going <laughs> to make the play in, dude. Like, that's got to be – I can't even think of another player who is so elite in their prime, you know what I mean, and just not even cracking uh, being competitive. Because, you know, yeah, once I you kind of get on a roll, you get going. With the addition of the play-in, I mean, now we've got down to the 10 seed. We're having to compare against 
And uh, if you've let OKC in New Orleans be better than you, Mark Cuban, Dallas, Luca, that's a, that's a bad spot to be. That's trouble for somebody in that organization. That is no way that you can think you're uh, – yeah, it, it's just that can't happen if you're the Mavericks, is coming up short to New Orleans and OKC. Um, and can you even put him on an all-NBA team? I mean, you have to because of what he, the numbers he averages. But, I mean, the guy's the 11 seed. If Trey yeah. Trey Young averages thirty and ten, and if we're the seventh seed, he doesn't make the freaking uh, All NBA team. But for Luca, do we all feel a little differently? Do we not care? I don't know. I I don't either. I mean, it's a mess. I mean, you cannot expect you cannot expect to get much respect Lo- losing. You know, being worse than the teams I just mentioned. That's no way. But oh well. Is there anyone else you would could say is a bigger disappointment than them this year? I mean, maybe Brooklyn. If you if you're gonna go that route, they blew it up. Obviously, no, um, but they've been playing go- really well since then. Well, yeah, but I'm just preseason uh, going into the season. Maybe it was a different team we were talking about. So I don't even think that's worth conversation. Um, I'm um, trying to think. So. I mean, the Atlanta Hawks have been disappointing. Yeah, they would have right to be right there at five hundred all year. Nothing, nothing but five hundred. I mean, in every possible way, they are a five hundred team. Uh, Chicago, maybe. You know, they've Chicago, been playing really good lately, though. They have, they have. Well, still ten seed. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll hand off that award as most disappointing team to Dallas and Dallas alone. Let's move on nice to some far. positivity. Um, that being light the beam, light the beam. First time since yes, 2006. Sir. Nick Wiggins, where were you? What were you up to in 2006? 2006, I think I was in the fourth grade. Nice. Uh, yep. I was 13. Um, I guess I made just moved to New York at that age. Uh, okay. Started my, my bid in New York. But, yeah, man, New York, uh, not New York, um, 2006, the year of uh, pre-iPhone, the year of uh, – I'm stealing this from other people where I heard, like, what was going on in 2006. Mm-hmm. We were given the um, the motion picture masterpieces of Borat and Talladega Nights in 2006. Um, I was thinking Talladega Nights was probably a 2006 movie. I was going to yeah. say that, but I wouldn't Cars, Cars 1, 2006. Yeah. Uh, 2006 was a, was a big year. Um, I guess a lot, lot, lot going on for Owen Wilson and, and Will Ferrell. Yeah. Sac- uh, and the Sacramento, Sacramento Kings. Kings fans. Yeah. Keegan Murray. Um, look, there might be people that listen to this sh- podcast or, or barely keep up with the NBA. You haven't watched one minute of Keegan Murray. Um, he's broken the rookie record for three pointers made in the season, getting close to that 200 mark. I think we'll see a rookie one day break the 200 mark. Um, probably won't be Keegan Murray this year. But Keegan Murray and the Sacramento Kings, I mean, good for De'Aaron Fox, man. Good for Sabonis and Mike Brown in 2006. Where was he coaching? Do you know? Mm, No. Cleveland Cleveland? Cavaliers. Oh. Cleveland Cavaliers. And LeBron James and his – I think LeBron, that would have been his – Third season. Yeah. I think the first time he went to the playoffs, or I can't remember. But Mike Brown – been a long time for old Mike Brown hanging around in the league, and he has got to be coach of the year. I don't think, I don't think anyone is going to argue with me that there. You can throw some other names into that argument, but I've seen some people say Taylor Jenkins. 
with the Grizzlies uh, and and through all the jaw stuff and everything, I still guess. being competitive. I mean, I guess, but look, that's that's not better than Mike Brown. Nothing is. Um, I, I think it's got to be Mike Brown. Uh, so you know, it's a great look, thing. Let's now, remember, I don't, I don't remember how, how, what, how did you feel when the Kings traded away Tyrese Halliburton for Demontis Sabonis? A lot of people thought that was horrible for the Kings. Kings are gonna king. They suck. They're horrible. I was one of the defenders of that trade that I liked it actually and thought it made sense for both people. What what were you thinking then and, and how do you feel now? I don't quite remember what my thoughts were exactly. I'm sure it's recorded on, on the show back then. I think I'm I'm having a feeling that I thought they traded the wrong piece. And maybe that was for me wanting De'Aaron Fox to get out of there, being a fan of De'Aaron Fox was hoping that he was able to get out of there to go anywhere. Um, but now you kind of look at it now, and they kept the right piece. Yeah, they're they're young, but they kind of had a vision of how they wanted to build things. And now they're, they're still young guys, but your vets are now De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, kind of in the same age group. Um, you've got a piece like – Yeah, and you've got a piece like Halliburton that, uh, okay, maybe he doesn't just – the timeline doesn't fit. Um, Halliburton has been great for Indiana and will be great for a long, long time. Um, but I think I maybe thought, I didn't know maybe how, where the Kings were in their rebuild process, I guess, maybe, because I thought maybe they still had a lot of time to go and the guy to invest in the guy to invest in future wise would have been Halliburton, but no, they were closer than maybe I gave them credit for. And they did the right thing by, by getting two guys kind of in the same age bracket uh and getting them together and it's it's worked so well um and you're able to still bring in a guy like keegan murray and hang on to him and he is impactful immediately as a rookie you've got uh depth you've got a, a good bench a good role players um now look the the good for the king story is today then we can get to what their real success in the playoffs might be it might be different um but maybe we can have that conversation another time I think right now you just got to kind of give it to the Kings, give it to Mike Brown. Uh, players, De'Aaron Fox, still young. I mean, still really young and feels like he's been in the league forever. But Mike Brown has been around forever. Um, he's kind of the perfect coach for that team. I'm, I'm excited for them. Now the New York Jets and the NFL and all of sports, now it's their problem of having the longest playoff drought in all of sports goes to the New York Jets. Um, the Kings held that spot, but hey, man, um, they're fun to watch. I mean, I, I guess yeah. just us and where we are in the time zone, we are. It's hard to watch a lot of Kings basketball, um, but they're a lot of fun to watch. And come playoff time, you know, they'll be more in the spotlight. People will be actually finding out about the Kings when it comes playoff time, and they're playing in a better time slot. Uh, but I'm I'm all for them being being where they are, and uh, they're fun to watch, man. They're gonna be yeah. they're gonna be good. I don't know how far they'll go, but they'll be they'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean they play hard. They, they seem to all like each other. You got a lot of options in a lot of spots. Um, you know, you got Kevin Herter and Malik Monk out there as like their designated outside shooting scores, and uh, Sabonis who basically do like a little dribble handoff to Kevin Herter, and that's where he's getting the majority of his points from. I think Sabonis being on the Kings with Fox is a better pairing than what 
a Halliburton and a Sabonis pairing could have been. Um, I think that Sabonis is, I mean, he's a, he's a more natural playmaker than Fox is. And I think that they play off each other very well, having everything go through Sabonis um, in the post or whatever. But no, nah, man, I, I like the Kings. I like to light the beam. That's fun. Uh, I love Kevin Herter. I'm happy that he's doing well somewhere. I wish it, it was with us, but, you know, how at about, least he's how doing about something the, special. I wonder how many people know that uh, Matthew Della Vadova is a Sacramento King. I bet there's a lot yeah, of people Delhi's out there, out there. That, that uh, haven't heard that name in a long time, but he's still hanging around the league. Um, Alex Lynn still hanging around the league. Yeah. Uh, they found a home. They found it out there. No, nah, man, I like the Kings. Like all year, it's been like, are they re- are they for real? Are they for real? And they've been so consistent throughout the entire regular season, playing hard, playing together. And I would bet and predict that that should equate into a at least a first round win. But, man, I don't know. Some of these playing teams are, I think they're kind of scary. So if they yeah. catch Sacramento or or Memphis or whoever ends up being the two seed, I think actually Memphis may kind of have it locked up. I'm yeah, not they, sure. I don't have the record. They They've got two games up on, on Sacramento. So Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, they'll, they'll be the three seed. So I guess no worries um, for Sacramento and a playing team. But whoever ends up at the six seed, that that would be tough. But, God, if it's Golden State getting Andrew Wiggins back, I mean, we can just nice transition into the play and who we'll, we'll look at now. Um, but, but man, I mean, Golden State would have to be favored in that series. I mean, wouldn't they? I mean, they would have to be just based on who they are. They're not going to be an underdog in the first round. Now, I don't care if they're the sixth seed. And look, I, I didn't think the Warriors would be able to do anything in the playoffs. But Andrew Wiggins has been working out every single day. And uh, people around that team are pretty optimistic. He's going to make a return. We'll see what he can do, what he looks like. And, um, but man, they're not doing, they're not going far without him. With him, who knows? I mean, with him, he, he was, he showed you what, how important he was to them last year. But could I they take down? Feel the like, yeah. I don't know, but like, it's like, yes, Vegas will definitely think that all the big talking heads and, you know, will say, yes, Golden State would beat Sacramento. But, man, like, do we just discredit that the Sacramento Kings have the best offense in the NBA? Do we just discredit that they have one of the strongest home court advantages this year and that the Warriors are the one of the worst teams on the road? Do we just yeah. forget about all the struggles and troubles well, that he, Golden right. State has had this whole year? And we're just like, you know what? But, hey, it's Golden State, and this is the Kings. We know that the King, We know what the Kings are. And we know what the Warriors are, and we are not changing our mind. Oh, yeah. People are going to make that argument. People that, you know, there's probably a lot of big talking heads out there that haven't watched any Kings basketball at all. And they're going to, you know, pretend, act like they know something um, and say that Golden State is going to, you know, walk over them. I mean, you're right. But still, it all hinges for me on Andrew Wiggins. And if he's out there, then I think the better team is Golden State. But who knows if, if they can tune it up this quickly. Um, when he's been out for so long, and they have been awful on the road. Um, this is not, not your typical Warriors team, but yeah, I would say it's, I'd say that, that's probably a lock that that's how it's going to be. Golden State and Sacramento in the first round. Um, what? Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, Playing wise, though, that's uh, that's the next conversation here. The West has been the one to watch. 
in the East. It's kind of been kind of been set for a little while. Um, Miami down to Chicago, Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago. That's kind of who it should be. Yeah. No, I thought Brooklyn was going to come down. Miami get that six spot, but no. Um, Miami, Miami, Atlanta. They. We've talked about Miami before and how scary they might be for a team and how they're built for the playoffs and it'll grind it out or whatever. But, man, they play ugly so much. Like, yeah. it'll be a whole game. Jimmy Butler finishes with 12. They're playing Kevin Love 30 minutes. They don't even play Kyle Lowry anymore. I know. I, it's crazy kind of what they've become. Um, but, I mean, I don't know if you trust them at all. I mean, look, if they get the task of, of playing – it doesn't matter who they play, Milwaukee or Boston. You're not winning four games. I don't care who you are. Will uh, Miami keep it close and, and make it sort of semi-interesting? Yeah, probably more so than the other three teams in that play play-in bubble. Sorry, Hawks. But, I mean, look, no one's winning four games against Milwaukee or Boston in the, in the first round. Probably not even three. Probably not even two. Um, so that's just kind of how good those teams are right now. Boston, eh, a little shaky. We talked about them last week. Um, but still, I expect them to be fine. But the West has kind of been where all eyes have been on. Um, we we gave you Dallas now out. And that's uh that's good for Minnesota and LA. You know, if you're gonna have to deal with New Orleans and OKC in the play, and that is exactly what you would like if you're Minnesota or the Lakers. I don't think the the Lakers will not be able to catch Golden State. Uh, Minnesota, one game back of Golden State. Uh, I don't know. Whichever way you want to go, man. I guess I guess the story is the Lakers and where they are and LeBron coming back and, and what they might look LeBron like. LeBron back. Anthony Davis playing like everyone wants Anthony Davis to play. He's getting, getting oh, yeah. like 38 and 10. D'Angelo Russell's healthy. Austin Reeves has came into his own. The Lakers are scary, man. I think that if here's my bold prediction if the Lakers and the Grizzlies play in the first round Lakers are winning that I mean I don't know how bold that is I think uh I don't think that's bold at all I think no uh, I think even the casuals might I think the casuals would give you that too just based on LeBron and the Lakers and just right. namesake wise um but the the real that follow this every day aren't going to be shocked either. I mean, look, Memphis has been through a lot this year, still young. Um, Lakers are, I mean, AD, again, it always, I will say it every time, this team is going to go as far as AD will take them. And the version of him we have right now is uh, something that can take you very, very far. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're they're sitting right there. And as how it shook out this year, it's kind of, the first round is going to be, pretty incredible that we're not you know with memphis and sacramento being at the top of the west behind denver you know these first round matchups are going to be something minnesota if they've got to play denver or look i think the lakers would give real problems to denver too um i think uh, if it's minnesota they'll make it interesting but I, I would still have to lean on denver there I don't know. I mean, yeah, okay, like, look, when, you, when you look at the teams in playoff contention for the West, I, you can really see this is, I think this is the most um, maybe up in the air any first round has ever been. So just let's just go off what it is right now. Obviously, it's subject to change because everyone's 
like literally one game apart from each other. But like if in the first round you had Denver LA, that's a good that's a great series right there. That'd be fun. Oh yeah. And then if you're going Memphis, Minnesota, that's another really fun one. I think Minnesota might pull that out. I I would agree with you there. And then you're going Sacramento, Golden State, like we just spoke about, and you know how that could be tricky. And then you got Phoenix and the Clippers, man, in the first (laughs) round with Kevin Durant back and Paul George uh, should be back. What what a first round, man. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix, which is probably a ton of people's favorite to win it all, you know, they're slotted in that four spot. And now, you know, the Clippers, look, the poor old Clippers, it's always something with the Clippers. Um, so I I think Phoenix would walk right over them. I, I really don't think the Clippers are would bring much to that fight. They might win a game or two. Really? That's, yeah, I don't think. The Clippers, one of the deepest teams in the NBA versus the Suns with the least one of the least amounts of hey, depth on a good team. You're gonna get 38 out of Russ every night? Huh? Is that gonna happen? Look, you no. get 12, you can get 12, 8, and 8 out of Russ. <laughs> and then, you know, you get Paul, George, and Kawhi each getting 30, and then all those other role players thrown in like a 10 or 15 everywhere. You know, all of a sudden you you're adding up to 120 points. Okay. With Phoenix, Phoenix is actually trickier because Chris Paul, it's very likely he'll finish a game with four points, right? Yeah. That's like where he's at now. DeAndre Ayton, he, he's only going to finish with however many points uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Durant get him and give him. He's not getting his own bucket. So now you're really just like, all right, Devin Booker and Durant, the guy who's only played with us for five games come out here and cook and take us to the promised land. I don't know, man. I think that's a bad matchup for the Suns in the first round. Right, the, Clippers, not... the Clippers are a lot of people's Western Conference favorites. Yeah, I hear you, big dog. You're not changing my mind. <laughs> that is a 4-2 series all day. All day 4-2. No, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, look, Clippers are not showing up. Man. I don't care. I hope that's the I hope that is what the matchup ends up being because I'm I'm riding with the Clippers on that. I don't You're riding I don't the, think... to take down the Suns. Yeah. Let's hear it right now. All right. There I'll say it yeah, the Clippers, if the Clippers and the Suns meet in the playoffs, the Clippers will win. Wow. They got they got two decent centers in Plumley and Zubak. They that they can just throw at Aiden and give him hell. I hear you. And then you got Kawhi Leonard (laughs) matching up on Kevin Durant. And then you got Paul George matching up on Booker. And then, you know, Russell and Chris are just going to be fighting for uh, the best room at the retirement home or whatever. I hear you making this case to yourself, hyping yourself up. I hear you, (laughs) man. Let's not forget about Eric Gordon, right? Oh, yeah. Let's not forget about It all hinges on Eric Gordon. (laughs) Let's not forget about Norman Powell. Uh, no, huh? Norm. Norm and Eric are going to bring you to the promised land. Uh, I hear you, man. But, you know, I disagree with you in every possible way. Um, yeah, look, the AKs can be made for anything, and you're doing it for the Clippers. 
Um, but it's not going to happen. But I, I like your I like your boldness. That's going out there a little bit. I, I've, I haven't I'd heard any bit. reasoning. What's the reasoning for the Suns? Is Devin Booker going to score 30 every night with some of the best perimeter defenders sticking him? Between him and Durant, one of them is scoring 35 in every game. And that's I'm going to say that's probably very easy. I mean, look, I, I trust the Suns. I trust them a lot. I'm just – and it's you more sure about do. not – it's probably more about not trusting the Clippers. And the Clippers will Clipper yet again. Um, so that's that's what I'm going to give you. I'm not – I hear you, but uh, I'm not buying in on the Clippers. They're going to have to do something sometime to change people's mind about them, and it ain't about to be this year. Um, man. I'm, I'm... <laughs> I don't know, man. You, you seem real confident in Phoenix. You seem real confident in the Clippers, which is wild. Phoenix ain't really even been that impressive this year. All right. We'll see. We might have to put some change on that one off air. We'll, we'll talk about that Shoot. later, man. Come on. Uh, man, what about Embiid not playing against Jokic? Do you think that took him out of his uh, MVP race? I mean, that was such a yeah, – I... everything had built up to that moment. And there, where are you, dude? Everything was – you're now the favorite. It's all right here. It's one game that we built up to. Uh, basically, I, it's not winner take all in that one game for the MVP, but the the me, the moment was perfect for Embiid, Jokic, who is the real man. Yeah, and I mean, I think Embiid kind of has taken himself out of the running. Uh, I saw a thing that it said an MVP has never been crowned if they've played less than 70 games in a season. Embiid would be the first one other than like Bill Walton, who I think played like 68 games. So in that regard, probably not. Then all of a sudden, you know, you play in a back-to-back and then the next game is against Jokic and you choose to sit out. Even Kendrick Perkins said that he's dodging the smoke and that he's going to remember that when he <laughs> when he votes. And this is the guy that literally started the Embiid MVP uh, whole bandwagon. And they got everybody talking yeah. about it. And now even he's saying that he's off it just because, I don't know, Embiid, it's, he's already fighting an uphill battle going against a big man who's the first in his conference and is averaging a triple-double. Just It's hard to be over him. You finally but... get Vegas starts saying, you know what, Embiid's the new favorite. We think he's going to win it over uh, Jokic. Now it's like, okay, shoot. Maybe Embiid's really going to do this. The defense is there. He's leading the league in scoring. It might happen, even though he does have James Harden as his teammate or whatever. Maybe it'll happen. And he just takes himself out of it, man. If he would have just grinded out the end of the season, he this would have been his year to win it. And now it's just not even going to happen. Uh, I think but, some people but, are putting Giannis over Embiid now. Like, it's over. It's over. Doug, the MVP came down to one game. If you went out there and dropped 40 and grabbed 15, that's it. That's what you he did won last it. time. He dropped 55 <laughs> against him last time and beat yeah. him. If he would have had a showing like that with all the lights and attention that you're getting now because of MVP, if you would have had a great game and won, bro, you would have locked in the MVP right Oh, yeah. There. I mean, how, when does the MVP ever get decided on one game? It's not like that. You had it like that in your favor with the momentum, and you could have gone out there and put up some crazy number, and you would have locked it up that night. I mean, easily locked it up that night. That's what everyone's mind would remember and go to is what you did in that one 
end of the regular season game against Jokic. He would have he would have won it if he put up the numbers that he could. Um, but yeah, he 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 messed the bet on that one. I don't. I don't know. Do you think he doesn't care? Do you think he really is hurt? Do you, like, what is it? Well, he talks He talks way too much. If he doesn't really care, then quit talking. I mean, he talks way too much uh, to, to, for me to think he doesn't care. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the lights got too bright. I just – I don't know what that was. You had it all right in front of you. And where were you? I just – and now, now it's back to Jokic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't At this know. point, I'm thinking Giannis. I like Giannis. Oh, I've, over in I've already, That's what I said. That's what I said. Giannis is the best player in the league. Give it to Giannis. But, I mean, I don't know. Giannis that's... had a triple, a 36-point triple-double last night. Drew Holiday got 50. Um, yeah. Look at this era that we're in. This era of basketball will be better look looked back upon if Giannis is cleaning up all the awards. I mean, I just feel that way over Jokic and also winning trophies. Um, I think Giannis, it's like, you know, the Kobe MVP discussion and ones he could have won. Um, you know, it, it, this era would be looked at, looked back on better if, I don't know if this makes sense, but if, if Giannis is winning these awards as opposed to Jokic, I think it does make sense and I'm going to stand by that. Um, well, got a few minutes Giannis, Giannis has two MVPs. Jokic has two MVPs. Yeah, I think yeah. What you're kind of saying is like this this year someone's going to end up with three. Yeah, and let it, let it, it be the all right. All of guy. a sudden now we look we look back on this uh this set of years or this little era and we think oh is this the Jokic era? You know because of all the no, awards it, and accolades no, he was not. receiving. No, it's not yeah. at all. I mean that's it's not at all. I mean look, he's impressive, but it is not his era. Um. Oh well. I need Jokic to make the finals this year. He needs to, for his case, as you know, legacy wise, he he needs to big time. What's you cannot be a big star who's winning a bunch of MVPs that never plays in the big game. I'm trying to like think back on like the biggest stars who've never been in the big game. I mean, who would that be? Would it be Carmelo Anthony? Is that the biggest star? Like late recently. Um, maybe maybe James Harden, if we're not going to count, like, when he was the sixth man in OKC. Yeah, I mean, look, you could uh, uh most valuable to their team. I mean, if you're giving the award to Dame Lillard every year and he is on sure. bad teams. And, you know, look, let's just remember this era. The memorable guy will be Giannis for sure. Um, few minutes left. Let's let's look at the East the way we did the West. Are you – uh? Are you bought in on Philly as a team? I mean, in their playoff chances, I mean, Harden has been great. He's been really great. Way better than, I don't know, it really looked like he may just be falling off um, at one point recently. Not this year, but, you know, you kind of had your uh, worries or wonders about Harden, but now Philly's right there. Cleveland and New York, Cleveland's been right there just all year doing their thing in that four spot. Um, Cleveland, New York, that would be a fun first round. Both those teams are going to, are gonna you know, they would play each other very well, but uh, do you buy into Philly as a real team? I do, actually. I, I, yeah. I'm high on Philly. I, I believe in Philadelphia more than I believe in Boston. I think that yeah. Embiid is going – when Embiid is playing and is uh, locked in, he can 
score 40 and not even break a sweat. He's able to just take shots that look so easy and take no energy, but he just makes them every time. James Harden is the playing his best point guard position and playmaking as he ever has in his whole career. Uh, Tyrese Maxey is playing, um, has been playing amazing lately. You got P.J. Tucker. I feel like a lot of people are forgetting about the P.J. Tucker effect when it comes to the playoffs. P.J. Tucker is a guy that you can put on any other player. Guard, forward, big, it does not matter. You put P.J. Tucker on one guy for 45 minutes, he'll play all damn 45 minutes. He won't shoot one shot, and he will make whoever he's playing life a living hell. So... I think right now Philly is the three seed. So in the second round, it would be Milwaukee, Philadelphia. I mean, look, if you just say P.J. Tucker, you are on Giannis all night. Stay on him. Do not let him breathe. That, but It would be interesting. And I'm, I didn't even talk about Tobias Harris, uh, who, who we know can like, you know, he'll get you 18. And he knows what he's doing. He's nothing special, but. I mean, Philly yeah, has well, all the pieces, man. Drew Drew would lock up Maxi. Um, Brooke Lopez has been incredible this year. I mean, he has transformed his game so much. He's incredible. I still like Milwaukee, but I w- I'm with you. I was all the way on Boston, but how things have shook out here at the end of the year. Uh, it's Philly's got the momentum as a team right now, just to be looking better and uh, than Boston is right now, but. Yeah, Milwaukee, Philly, they also would probably be blessed with that matchup against Brooklyn, and that would be a walk for them in the first round. Um, but, man, here we are, playoff time. It's it's right here, play-in time, playoff time, right here, a game or two left in the regular season, and uh, we're going to get you through to the end. This is the Double Team Podcast. Nick Wiggins, Stephen Root, you've been double-teamed.